Welcome to Pathless Podcast. I'm Ben, your DM. We're playing Lightlessness. With me I have... Sam, playing Notch. Jeremy, playing Mora. Reed, playing Corian Silicent. Matt, playing Bay Breeze. And today, to give us our 13-second wrap-up, which is a decrease because everyone was doing too well, is Matt. So, Matt, the timer starts now. So, we kill a little boy, and then we had to go into a sandstorm, and we couldn't find where we were going. I stab a meteor. Uh, Reed kills a giant thing. We steal stuff. It's too easy. All right. <laughs> I couldn't think of Reed's name. It's okay. Corian's... Corianzil is a... There we go. Wilson. He has mommy and daddy issues. That's right. That was a key. I, I don't believe he has mommy issues. So um, I don't know if you covered this because I was probably too busy looking at the clock, but currently the Crystal Cove is collapsing. The source of it was the giant meteor um, and probably the crystal inside the meteor, the blue crystal that Babry's, you know, smashed with his rapier or pierced with his rapier. Um, the characters decided during all this to run back for loot. And um, Sam's character, Notch, uh, also had felt some sort of connection with the crystal, and he went over to investigate and found a small blue fairy, um, just a, you know, in the uh, fragments of the crystal. So we're going to do a skill challenge to get out of here. Um, it is very story-based, again, just like, you know, once prior. And uh, essentially, I'm going to start you guys with the prompt that... Um, the ceiling and, you know, the crystal stalactites are falling to the ground around you. The pathways that you guys took to get down here are still somewhat intact, um, but there are large stone pillars that, you know, were, you know, around these things that I guess were being supported by some of the crystal growth and they're starting to fall over. So why don't we have you guys just follow a circle because initiative isn't that important and we're doing it like a... They're not called heal. You know, three successes, three failures, and 5e when you go down, that's death called saves. a death save. Yeah, so it's like, it's like a death saving throw in 5e. Just to throw out some 5e terms here and there. So yeah. Exception. If you guys get three deaths, you lose. And if someone makes a successful heal check on the skills challenge, I don't know what that means, but that doesn't matter. So I'd like to look to Notch, and uh, Notch, what are your plans? Alright, um, I do remember that some of the pathways were invisible, so I'm going to use my Knowledge Arcana to use a um, cantrip to try to like make it vibrate. Sure. Um, I suppose that's correct, uh, or more on a 2, so that's going to be like a 8 total. Okay. Using my proficiency bonus because it's a 5e term. Good job. I like the 5e term. Uh, notch runs over um, back to the pathway that you guys need to head back up after you went into that little, um, I guess we called it like another Kovesk room where the two treasure chests were. And he just starts running and firing a cantrip and he falls off the side and is now back at the cave floor with everyone else. He doesn't take much damage because he didn't get that far up. But uh, that is one failure. And uh, here, we'll use your characters as failure part parts. So you guys now have... Bonus points for whoever remembers the name of this item that you came here to get. The Choker of Malor. Okay. Malar, but yeah. Okay, so to the left of the Choker of Malar is success, and to the right is failure. And this one is Sam. No. This one is Sam. No. This one is Sam. Yes. Okay. Sam is a failure. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Who got the wrong figure that many times? And who's the real failure? That's impossible. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Morva, it is your turn. Okay, so because I'm more brawn than brains, I'm going to use my athletics and just start trucking along the path. Okay, so like a makeshift path. Yes. Of things falling and stuff. Right? Sure. Like you're using like stone things and leaking yeah. off and stuff. That works. Go ahead. 13. Okay, um, so unfortunately, that is going to pass. And. Uh, <laughs> You are able to just get moving. You end up climbing on top of that invisible... I mean, on top of that cove that we just talked about before, before you get to the invisible path, and uh, leaping up and grabbing a ledge off to the right. That's uh, more closer to the actual platforms than the invisible platforms. So we will put Success Boy to the left. And now we have Corian. Um. So 
uh, remind me, is our guide still with us, or did he start heading back? Ame started heading back before you guys. Okay. He was getting to the top by himself, so I wouldn't have to worry about him. And I think we're going to have Mythad walked up with him, okay? Uh, No, she needs to be with you, because if you guys fail this, she needs to die. Okay, go ahead. Myth is with you guys, Ame is not. Um, I'm going to be using my insight role to help get Mytha and the other people that cannot climb the stairs up the stairs. Okay, following um, Jeremy's path? Uh, I believe path? Jeremy did something really weird that I don't know if the rest of us can do, so I think I'm going to try to take the stairs themselves. Okay, the invisible stairs. Yeah. Got it. Nice. Um, unfortunately, that's not too high, so that's 10. Okay, yeah, 10 does not pass, unfortunately. Um, so you start leading everyone along, mm-hmm. and you take the path that um, Notch did not take, and you guys are making it further, obviously. But when that path branches out to the right and the left, you weren't paying a lot of attention, and your foot slips off, but you don't fall to your death or anything. So um, those characters are up to that point in the branching path. Jeremy, you're on your own little path here, which is fine. Or more of his own little path here. And before you go Baybreeze, um, Mytha is going to help you with your skill check, because you've been so kind to her. So hey. you, um, I, for uh, helping in 5e, I still roll a d20, right? To... I'm not entirely sure. Sure. So we will pause to look up another fantastic 5e roll. Alright, so it is an action in combat, and it is help. Uh, you lend your aid to another creature to complete a task, aka complete the task of the skill challenge. And you're going to get advantage on the next ability check that I'm helping you with, Myth is helping you with, provided that it makes the check before the start of your next turn. And I don't even have to roll anything. Cool. Is that right, Sam? Looks like you just say, you got this. You got, Mytha is, you've, you've never seen her cheer people on before, and she's like actually smiling while talking to you in a monotone voice. <laughs> it's it's exactly. semi, it's that cute creepy that I think's like really hot in Japan right now. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so serial um, experiments lane. It's been around for a while. Let's yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, I want to try stealthing. Um, I'm basically like I'm just I'm just remembering that we fought some creatures that had like blind sense and stuff. So I just want to make sure that we're not running into anything on the way up. Sounds good. So while she's like you know kind of um, you know saying good job, I want to make sure you know like kind of stealth and like look ahead and make sure she's gonna be okay. Okay. So I roll a 5 and a 13, so I'm going to take that 13 plus my stealth, which is 6, so 19. Yes, you definitely pass. Thank um, you, Mitha. This is Bay Breeze, right? Uh, sure. Okay, cool. So we have passes over here and failures over here. So we're two passes, two failures. And you um, you know, start stealthing on, and by stealthing you're like staying like close to, close to the floor and stuff, and you're like feeling it as you go. And keep your hand in front of you. And you end up uh, taking the branching path to the left and uh, getting up a little further and telling everyone that you don't see anything coming. It looks safe. Um, there's no creatures that you see. We're going to go back to the Quarion. No, no, no. no. The Notch. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to use my persuasion. Um, with Quarion going up, to the pathways, not really sure where we're going. I'm going to try to persuade him to lead us through the other route that uh, Stealthy Boy has gone up. We'll try that. Yeah? I don't know. Like, um, you guys have already, like, obviously the branching path has already taken you further, the one that he mm-hmm. took. Okay. So, if maybe if you would have went before Babries does, sure. it fits into the narrative well. But right now, I just can't see why you, and you know, like, anyone's going to follow anyone as long as the path is safe. Right. So I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask for a better narrative. Can I use history to remember the pathway? We can just make it a wisdom check instead of history, just because it's not history, but it is wisdom. Uh, It's intelligence. Either or. Okay. History is intelligence? Yeah. All right. That's fine. Yeah, your intelligence, you memorize the path or not. So whichever one you want to take, an intelligence check or a wisdom check on that. Uh, They're both the same, so... Cool. Either one. All right, so... 17 plus 2. 19. Darn it! Alright. So, um... Suddenly, Notch's semi-photogenic... No, I know it's not a word. Brain, um... You know, clicks in uh, the steps taken to get to this point. And he starts running along, and everyone's kind of watching and waiting for him to fall again. But, um... He happens to take the right path this time around. And leads you guys up to that, uh... You know, circular disc where the meteor had plunged through... Um, past all that, up back to where one of our elves had his nuts crunched, 
<laughs> and then um, to the front of the cove where Amace is like standing, like waving and yelling, and you guys just couldn't hear him because of all the sound. So uh, you guys get out, and as you guys get out, a huge you know stone pillar blocks the entrance to the cove so that no one can get in again. And you are all sitting outside, feeling like level three characters, and um, ready to go wherever the wind takes you. So I'll put Amis back on the board here. Oh, I'm glad you guys made it out. I was worried for a second there. It was a bit treacherous, but we're used to this kind of danger. I honestly had no clue that would happen. Like, I hope you don't think I uh, was too much of a coward for staying up here instead of going back to help you. No, of course not. I was uh, watching the whole entire time, and that, that Dragonborn, he was really, really jumping and climbing off things as they were falling and stuff. The rest of you guys were just walking along the path. That was crazy. We just do that. Oh, yeah. It must be a Dragonborn thing. I just realized I never finished your narrative on how you got out of the cave, so... That's fine. So, uh, back to Tellus? Mm-hmm. Believe so. Uh, should be finished up here. We still need the scale of Warren, don't we? Mytha pulls out her paper and comes alongside the Dragonborn and goes, Yes, yes, the scale of Morn is on here. We will, uh... Need to head up to the Vaverin Mountains, and then uh, we need the Gladiolus flower as well. Uh, that's down in the capital, and then um, the final stop is right next to the capital, and we will should be good to go. Well, what time of day is it? Just because when we went in, it was probably close to afternoon, evening? Yes, it's probably dark when you guys got out. So maybe, uh, <clears throat> perhaps you think we should uh, light a fire and start camp and get off the snowy mountaintop for the night? And then we'll go back tomorrow morning. Sounds good. I would agree with that. Cool. So I guess you guys travel back down to the mountain where the um, snow runs out, things like that, back before. Uh, closer to the woods, but probably not in them due to right. the flesh-eating barbarians there. Uh, and you guys make camp. Uh, no, you know, there's, there's really no issues or anything to worry about here, so you guys can take your long rest as needed and apply that to your characters. Um... The next morning comes. Do we get fully healed when that happens? How does that work? I'm um, sure. Yeah, I think on a long rest you get all your HP back. So all, all the HP's back, and then uh, half your max uh, hit. Correct. Hit die. Half it your up. hit. Yeah. Okay. Half your HD. So we should all have three because if we use two, so we leveled up half one, and then we just gain two back overnight because it's half rounded up. Is it rounded up this time? I think it's rounded up this too. No, I think it's always rounded down. Well, but, um, level one, it has to round up. Min- as far as it's minimum of one. Here you go. A long rest is a period of extended downtime. Blah, 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 blah. Um, at the end of a long rest, a character regains all hit points. A character also regains spent hit dice up to a number of dice equal to half the character's total number of them. Um, so whether or not they round up or round down is, I think... Maybe at the beginning of playing the game part. It's not just hiding here. But since it's always been round down with minimums, I think we're just going to assume so. And I'm sure you'll find that later and tell us it's round up because you end up finding that stuff. But yeah. Yeah, yeah let's let's round down for um, just consistency's sake with past D&D modules. And um, are you guys ready for Ames to lead you back the, down the path uh, the well, morning up? So lads, about giving up the loot, I found uh, all of this stuff in the cave, and I kind of uh, shake my shake my jacket, and my pants, and uh, a bunch of like gold and uh, like little trinkets and stuff fall out. Like I lift my one leg up and shake the pant leg, and a little more gold falls out. <laughs> Whether or not anybody like you know is like ooh ah, I don't know. It's, I, I believe that can wait till we get back to town. Well, I. Uh, does anybody have a better way of carrying it, though, rather than in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, as, as he shakes out his legs and stuff, like, a cloak falls out, a um, small sphere, you know, a little bit smaller than a basketball, well, I guess like a half the size of a basketball, um, falls out, two gloves fall out, and then a javelin um, that's like a two-ended, a double-sided javelin falls out of his pants as well. So, <laughs> he's, he's kind of like lift his leg up. And, uh, um, I don't know, you know, what you guys want to do with those things. Sam, you still have um, a book of arcane too, right? Yeah, I have a book of arcane and a small fairy that I need to. Yes. 
Fuck resuscitate. You. Okay. So or bury. You know, um, you guys are welcome to leave all those things on hold, um, but I'm just going to make be making skill checks for Ames to get his you know get your way back until um, you know other things happen. But gotcha. I pull on the cloak and I put on the gloves. I don't know what they do. I just I put them on if they don't want to look at them. Well, I, and I took the rest I, I of probably would have, unless uh, not speak me to it. I probably would have picked up the orb just because. No, I have plenty of stuff going on right now. I'll gotcha. take the javelin, I suppose. Okay, so um, so you guys start grabbing stuff. Um, I'll take all the gold. Yeah, you have all the gold. That's fine. So, Baybreeze puts on this cloak. Um, it's a cloak of silver with gold trim. There's an additional layer of fabric that lays on the shoulders and um, a neck of chainmail, which is of a blue tint. Inside the cloak, it's lined with a satin cloth that's there for warmth and comfort. Um, you uh, just feel protected while this is on, protected and warm. And then uh, as for the gloves, there are two purple gloves, um, kind of feminine in nature. When you put them on, they were loose and they like fit to your hands, like magically kind of resized your hands. There's a silver trim that shows an arrow tip um, at the center of a web that's on top of your, uh, what is this called, the opposite of a palm? The back of your hand. That's on the back of your hand, thank you. So it's a web and then like an arrow tip right here? Yeah. Okay. Right inside the web, like as the center of the web. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Um, I always forget Notch's companion, magical companion's name, Corian. I'll, I'll get you guys next time. <laughs> Sorry, um, Corian, this globe that you pick up, mm. it's, um, feels like glass all the way through, and rather, it's rather heavy to carry because mm-hmm. of that. There are swirling blue and white, um, clouds, for lack of a better term, within mm. a gases, clouds, whatever you want to call them. And, um... You know, you'll have to look at it more, I guess, to get anything else out of it. But uh, expect it to be, like, 20 pounds. Okay. Then, Morva. The javelin that you picked up, uh, like I said before, it's double-sided. But instead of the blades of the javelin being straight, they're jagged. Um, They kind of remind you of, like, lightning bolts. And there's blue and gold designs that are strewn across the hilt between the blades. Do you want to open up your arcane book while we're here? Sure, why not? Okay. Um, so the arcane book that you open, you start looking at all the pages closely, and um, you can easily see that it's the same thing on every single page. Okay. So every single page is, has the same exact thing written. Cool. Uh, I guess you're at the point where you can read everything, right? I can read all text, yeah. Okay. Um, within the seals, a horse of air. Horse of air. Yep. Okay. Yep. Air book. Lightning javelin. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be fun. Good. So you guys um are ready to move on, right? So um, can I attempt like an arcana check to unseal the horse? Or yeah. Or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do that then. Cool. Go ahead. Roll me up. So ten. Okay, um, you uh, stumble on the words and nothing happens, and um, you feel as though like the magic you were detecting from the book dissipates. Hmm. So, just for now. Yeah. Try again later. I just, again, adding flavor to not rolling the same check over and over. Yeah, makes cool. sense. Um, um, anyone else have anything? Or? Yeah, ahead. I have a small fairy. Is yes. It, is it dead, alive, <laughs> dying? It is incapacitated. And it will stay that way. Uh, I will let you know when it wakes up. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Yep. Um, you can look over it a little bit more, but it does look like a normal um, pixie to you know to the degree that it's just a uh, blue, smooth skinned, very small, and has wings. Um, you know. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So the catcher path. Uh, Ames is a. Uh, Looks like he's with it and ready to take you guys down into the forest um, that you had come out of to get to this um, mountain. Quick yeah? question. Is he carrying his son, or...? No, that was uh, left behind. Oh, yeah, he was. Okay. And if it, if it wasn't, then oops. Um, yeah, he, he doesn't have a son. So, anyway, as, as he's um, bringing you guys back into this forest where, like, the roots are... You know, entangled one way or another, and the the trick is to stay on them and not fall to the forest floor where there's a lot more dangers. Um, 
you see him like stop for a second in front of all of you and uh he looks at a tree and the tree actually has kind of like a, a face look to it and he just starts like crying um and as he's crying he turns around to you guys and uh says like uh i was too late but i thank you for helping me get here and, and finding him i feel like what i've been aiming to do all this time at least was finally done and um as he says this uh his body starts like uh dissipating evaporating and um within seconds uh he disappears and you guys are alone on the uh in the forest with mitha of course not again well S- sidebar not in character what happened to all our gold that was Tatum. That was Tatum. <laughs> oh, oh <so> yeah. <laughs> he, gave, he gave that to the um. He, he gave, gave it to the guild. Yeah. Beforehand, remember he said that gotcha. I deposit myself in the guild in case we die, and then he gave us back some of the money that he owed us. Yeah. Yeah. Which we sort of split the fifty. Yeah. So. Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. That was a couple. Of um, the uh, unfortunate part is that the dog is still there. Her Wellis is still with you guys. Well, good or unfortunate, yeah. Um, and uh, he's uh, like whimpering and looking around as uh, his master has disappeared. Did anyone hear Hannah Lyles? I got a plus two for my wisdom. <laughs> I am my proficiency bonus, that's about it. Alright, so more of us in charge of handling the animals, I guess. Um, and you guys need to figure out what you're doing. Uh, question. If I get. My, or no, that's saving throws. So saving throws, I get my wisdom that's colored in, so that's a, I get my bonus. Yeah, it's like, that. it's just like the plus two, plus two, plus zero, and saving throws, and, right. you know, Pathfinder 3.5. Now it's just, these are the ones that you're proficient in, aka you get a bonus in. And as the proficiency bonus goes up, you get a bonus in those. Right. Gotcha. Um, well, if we need to dump all some stuff back in town uh, to go talk to that girl that um morgan knows what was her name that trade that trades girl that gave you the necklace <laughs> yeah bell good job uh yeah if we, maybe we could go talk to bell before we head up to morrow's old stopping grounds i'm not sure what help she'll be so, so what ideas did you have for her? My idea was to buy stuff back in town and spend some of his gold. Okay. And uh, then also to go to Morva's old place. Plus, my other plan was to get it out of the woods, which we're currently lost in. Yeah. Maybe the dog can lead us. That's what you're hoping. We can help, yeah. All right. So um, you guys plan on continuing down the catcher path, as it seems to be probably the only option. And uh, go ahead. What do you got, Reed? Um, so this is another sidebar, I apologize, but for all you who is curious about conversion from 2nd edition to 5th edition, yeah, they have Thacko in the index. <laughs> so for the 20 people that care, it's in the book. What is this? I saw, um... It's like their armor class. Yeah, um, it was the really the old version of attacking armor class, yeah. Oh, okay. And I hear the system breaks the second you get a negative one to your AC or something like that. That's like one of those. Like, it, it becomes more complicated, I believe. At any gotcha. rate. I think it gets higher. I think that's the what what happens. I, I've seen memes about it, mm-hmm. but anyway, yes. So Thacko is in there somewhere. It's probably just like a joke. It's probably like in the Ford. Like oh, remember Thacko? We're in five E now. Get with it, people, or not. All right. So um, Mitha has a map, obviously. Um, of course you do. And here here's the map. So um, she's, she's showing it to all your characters, and she says, uh, I wonder if we can just head back to the cove and then head north and west or something to avoid this whole debacle. Um, it may be a longer path, but it may be safer. I understand that you'd like to go to Telus first, and that's not that big of a... Um, what was that thing called when you detour. get... Detour. thank you. It's not that big of a detour, so I would allow it. But I don't know if I trust any of you to take us down the Ketru path. So, our next stop, is that in the northeast? Or, or is it the, those mountains? Okay. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, the, the Harikaza Peak, you know, at Croach, 
is right above Telus to the north of it. Mm-hmm. Now, the Ketchu Path is, is very dangerous to travel, and it gets you between Telus, the Hidden Cove, and then um, Enten Noir Mountains. You guys have already made it, I don't know, to the end or through, in, in her ideas, you know, to the Hidden Cove, so maybe you continue east, or maybe you just try to head north and see if the Ketchu Path ruins you. It wouldn't, but wouldn't just... So she wants to go off a path. Correct. It's already dangerous. And just wander in the woods. She's just offering the idea. And it's it's a, a definitely up to you guys to choose. Okay. But it's either, it's either the Ketchu Path or that probably, or going to Enten Noir and figuring that out, so. I vote for going down the Ketchu Path. Okay. Yeah, that seems to be better. Ketchu Path? Yeah. Everyone's good with that? Fine, yeah. Matha. No, oh, it's, it's fine. I, I'm learning to trust you all a little bit more. That wolf that you handled, um, he was, you know, quite a quite a ferocious beast. So, And uh, just that you were all able to get us out of that cove, I, I, I did fear for a little bit that we may have gotten stuck down there or, or worse. Almost. So. All right. Um, it is time to roll checks for the Ketchu Path. Um, basically, it is a... They don't call it exploration. Survival. They, okay, they kept survival, right? Yeah. Okay, it is a survival check. And... Huh? Oh. Uh, I don't know if you want to make this just for finding food, but my wander aspect? Yeah. If you don't have survival as an actual trained skill, then that's a problem. You do? Okay. Then you can use it. But what I, what else I wanted to say is, it's at disadvantage if you don't lead people on the catcher path. So it's a survival check at disadvantage. Um, and if you handle the dog correctly, we'll, in this case, get rid of the disadvantage and you'll just roll one survival check, okay? Right. So the dog will help lead you. What's your wonder thing do? Let's me take a natural 15. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd be able to do that for collecting food and stuff, but not right, navigating a path like this. That's what yeah. I meant to ask. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Yep, you're good to go. Uh, okay, so and we'll just do this normal. Also, more of a... If, if he is the only one who can roll these type of checks, that's fine. But he could also assist others just by being the dog's handmaiden for other people who are using survival. So? <laughs> oh, handmaiden was yeah. more fun. <laughs> you know, like, basically, like, you know, like... Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Morva. <laughs> so, do you guys want to put all of your lives in Morva's hand? Or is anyone else equipped to do this? Yeah, he, uh, he's pretty good at the, the He's the, the only person equipped to do Okay, Morva. Yeah. So I would like my first check, um, getting out of the Basin of Up and Downs, um, is what this is known as. Should we handle it? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. Handle animal and then check with We We actually don't handle animal anymore. We animal handle now. Is it really? (laughs) Yeah, they swapped the wording around to animal handle. Okay. And the real question is, if we are able to assist him because we're not doing anything, will it get rid of his disadvantage? So, an interesting idea, too, about the assist thing... Is, is that just only in battle? No, no, I think I think you should only be able to help people that you share the proficiency of. Like, you can't help someone do something you don't know how to do, necessarily, without yeah. taking their attention off the task at hand. I kind of agree with skills. I mean, it's like if I'm helping you craft something. Yeah. Like, or, wait, that's not a thing anymore. Like, to but... get advantage is, like, to double your chance. Like, both of us are working towards this at right. the same skill level. Like... So that's going to be my role for that moving forward, just to make it simple. Yeah. So if one of you... Sam, you said you do have survival or no? Uh, no, I don't have survival or okay. animal handling, so... Okay. Do you have animal handling babies? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. That's fine. So I'm All the right. only one handling the dog. Yes. Okay. We, we got to this point now. We're we can roll... off in... on the dog. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to see how the dog's feeling with a roll on my end. So, okay. I have a difficulty class set for the dog, Jer. Go ahead. Handle that animal. Animal that handle. It doesn't even work now. <laughs> animal handling. 14. All right, you actually pass. Um, so Arwellis, you know, was whimpering. He, um, likes your pats on the head with your scaly <laughs> dragon hands. Uh, I guess rough. they scratch them real good. Yeah, rough. Rough like a... Yeah. Adventurer's hands. Yep. And, um, he, uh, sees that you're trying to, like, get him to lead you on so he can keep his job even though his master's left. So, okay. go ahead. You get to roll a non-disadvantage check. Arwellis will help lead you. On survival. 20. Okay, so the first DC is... Oh, it's backwards now. Because there's three checks to get out of the basin. So you pass no problem, and you guys continue further into the basins of up and downs. So the animal is still good for each leg. That's what I'm going to do. I'll roll a new handle animal check for each leg. There's three legs to get through. This is leg one. They're all backwards, obviously. So give me another survival check. Bringing the characters through. 
Nineteen. It looks like it's more on the nineteen. Okay. So. Uh, so did you pass by five? Twenty-one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, so not quite sure what the DC is. <laughs> no. Um, the first DC was a fifteen. The second DC was a seventeen. So you passed, but you didn't pass by five. And then you're on your final one. You guys can almost see like the old area where I guess Babries fell through first, and then um, Knox came down. down right after him. Yeah, that's where that's where this all happens. You guys are oh yeah, we're we're almost there. Okay. So let's get out this final part here. I only get a plus two. I don't think we're gonna. Hit do you have an inspiration? No, I don't. All right. Do it all. You can do it. You leg three it. is one of the hardest legs too. Like the legs get harder as you fell. Nah. Huh? Sixteen. Nah. No, Jerry, you passed that one. There's different DCs for each leg, Wait, for each so part. Crazy. I thought this was getting harder than one. All right, whatever. It, it should be getting easier we're because we're going backwards. Correct. Oh, so the You're first one. You're going backwards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So sixteen passes. Yep, on the dot actually. So you guys find yourself out of the basin of up and downs, and you see a large hill before you um, that's full of brambles and stuff. If you guys remember, he was able to take you down a path that um, avoided all of that craziness that you know is down the hill. Uh, there's prickly bushes and sharp rocks and stuff. Uh, you don't see that path now, so you do need to make a check to find a way up this hill to the great stone that's at the top of it. If you guys remember, there was a great stone that he turned left at. So go ahead. Uh, this is an animal handle check first. 19. And your DC for this one is... Passcode on an iPad. Passed. Cool. So you get a regular roll on your file check. Survival. And this is just one check. Okay. Man, he's rolling amazingly. <laughs> Jeremy is not going to be able to, Morva is not going to be able to hit anything in combat. Alright, so, um, Morva, you know, God. you and the dog are becoming hand in hand. Uh, you can get a plus two to your next handle animal check. Because you guys are just working so well together. Uh, he, you know, has this foresight that, uh, if you guys just walk through a few brambles here, you'll get an empty path. And you guys did find that empty path and made your way up. So, um, the final check is actually whether or not, you know, which direction to take at the Great Stone. So. Do we go left or right? <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you can make your handle animal check with an additional plus two. Okay, turn left. Tw uh, ten. It can change daily, that's why, like, uh, what's-his-name had to check. It's ten. Okay, ten on your handle animal. Yeah. And you did not pass that one. Of course you did. Okay, so you're taking a disadvantage on this roll for a survival check. Oh, gosh. It's okay. That was a four. Okay. Probably taking that one. Nope, taking the two. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, All right, taking the two. So what's your total there? Four. Okay. Um, so, actually, all the failure means for that one is that it takes you guys an additional four hours um, to get back to town. So, um, it should have only taken you two. It takes you six. Uh, at some point during the walk, everyone's looking at more. We're like, you sure you know where you're going? And then you guys see Talos in the distance. You actually see the forest in the distance that Talos is within, the Greywood. Um, and as you guys enter the Greywood, um, it is getting dark from all the traveling that you've done. And, uh, there's eyes in all of the trees. Should we get out of the woods? Yeah, should, the should we not, uh, enter the woods first and just camp outside? Even though it was six hours after we woke up? Uh, you had no, to no, no, pass no, through a we... basin of up and down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's well, we were traveling all day. Yeah, you guys were traveling all day. All those checks were, like, a check every two hours or something weird. Gotcha. Um, better yet, have we found the road going through the woods, or were we just going to trek through the woods? There is a road, yeah. Okay. Have can... we found it, though? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I was going to say, we could just spend a few hours finding the road to begin with, and then camp on the side of the road, you know? Yeah, you guys found a road, but the road goes through the forest. Okay. Okay. This is not the Grove of Morin, so maybe we should be Can't careful. hear you. This is not the Grove of Morin, so maybe we should be more careful than not. Well, it depends if you guys believe in the fairy tales of the giant owl, queen, blue. Look, not to point any fingers, but you happen to be carrying a fairy with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> right. <laughs> I've got a fairy tale. <laughs> and fairy tales on the sea tend to save your life. So I think we should just uh, camp out then. Yep. Um, it's a long forest to get to tell us. So, you know, if you guys were going to try to push through, you could, but you'd end up screwing up your sleep for the next day, okay? Mm. So we might as well camp. Yep. Okay, so camping on the outskirts or within the forest on the road? Outskirts. Outskirts. Is that everyone's vote? Okay. That was yes. my vote. Okay, cool. So, um, you guys pitch a tent, and then, um... Boy, that small off your face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, everything is easygoing. Like, you know, this is not a dangerous area right outside. 
Uh, you guys hear hoots and howls all night long um, from the various owls, and there's probably some near the outskirts that are like you know still beating down on your fire, the light reflecting off their eyes. But nothing attacks you, and the owls aren't you know dangerous in any way. Um, while we're kind of chillaxing, um, I'm gonna look over at Notch and uh, look at his book that he's probably reading with that, that new book. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that over there? What you got, boy? Uh, it was one of the books that we found in the chests. Uh, something about a horse of air is in here. A horse? And then I'm going to uh, pull out my little horse figurine and say, is this in it? Um, I what? inspect the horse. You inspect yours... the horse, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. And yours is just a small figurine, right? As far as I know. And this is just a book. <laughs> Well, <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, well, is there a picture of a horse in there with this picture of this horse? Uh, it's it's literally just page after page after page of seal, of an arcane seal. Oh, oh. Yeah. For some reason when you said that, I'm thinking of like an actual seal. Like no. a seal and a horse. I'm like, yeah, okay. They're animals. Yeah. <laughs> they're best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Happy uh, time. I mean, I don't know if they're connected at all. It doesn't look like this... Horse figurine has anything to do with the air, but we okay. can try again. Um, yeah, you can try again. Ma- yeah, magic. Yeah, up. you do see that. You know, the magic is surging through the pages again. Whatever had locked you out before is now passed. Let's see if we can get into it. That's funny. Yeah, that'll definitely do it. Um, so this time, like you uh, see your mistake while you're looking at the book, you go, "Oh, that's Nana, not Anna," and. Uh, as, as you speak it, um, a small horse, you know, the pages ruffle out to the sides as if, like, a great air is coming out of the book. And uh, a small horse, lifeless, it's not moving or anything, shows up on top of the book. Um, and the only reason why you can see it is because there's, like, a, a gold glitter as if, like, gold was shaved. Mm-hmm. Just swirling around in this air that makes up the horse's legs and, you know, body shape. And it is the same size and, like, it looks like a copy of his horse. Okay. Of Babriz's horse that he had gotten. So I think that answers your question. But, I mean, I assume you can see it too. Yeah, I guess. Aha! So, uh, so anytime you need a horse of air, you speak na-na. Na-na. And then you should be able to, to grab it. Na-na-no? Na-na. Na-na. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Not na-na. Na. Na-na. Hey-hey. Oh, no, no. I close the book and say goodbye. All right, so when you close the book, the horse pushes out over top and hovers over top of the book. It doesn't go back into it. Interesting. How do I get rid of this? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Is it like, uh, can I interact with it? You can push it around. Or or anything, or is it? You cannot touch it. Okay. Every single, like, um, it's basically like uh, repulsion Mm -hmm. when you go near it. And it, um, you know, pushes around through the air. Um, without like any gravity taking it up or down. Interesting. Can I try to place my figurine on top of the book? Yeah, you can. So I place my figurine on top of the book, probably next to the horse. Does it? So um, basically, what um, so you guys would have to push the horse down to be next to it now because it's it's unrelated to the book now. This 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 uh, air horse has no attachment to this book at all. Oh okay. Yeah. Um, it is literally just free floating in the air, and uh, it's like a wind that's contained. You know, there's there's some force that's pushing it all to be contained into this horse-like shape. But when you go to try to grab it or push it around, you're just, like, batting it through the air. Yeah. Like, it's, you know. Um, but your horse next to that horse doesn't seem to enact anything. Do I sense anything magical from this horse? Um. Can I check? Yeah. I guess so, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, if something has magic, then I guess you detect magic from it. So, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. I mean... I rolled a 16. Yeah, isn't Detect Magic like a first level spell now or something? It is, yeah, yes. and I don't, I don't have it. Okay, so, so you don't detect any magic from it. Okay. Alright, so um, just for the record, because I was looking around for it, evidently we can identify all the magic abilities, like everything we need to know about the magic item, by taking a short rest. Um, it looks like that is... On page 136 in DMG, I tried finding it in the player's handbook, but the identify spell was the only thing in the player's handbook. Um, obviously, they offer, you know, like, 
the variant rules and stuff, but the core rule is is that on a short rest, so long as you spend your short rest handling the item and playing around with it, we can figure out what our items do without the identify spell. So no options for actually, you know, skill checks like Knowledge Arcana or Spellcraft or anything like that. Just a short rest. Anybody, even if they're non-magic users, can go ahead and identify that. Did anyone go to the skill section for Arcana just to see what it says? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see anything. Okay, cool. That's fine. You don't have to read the whole thing. Cool. Uh, and there's like a variant rule to make it harder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that just replaces it with what? It takes away the short rest, and you have to use an identify spell to be able to identify the item, or you have to have an identify spell, plus you have to actually try to use it. Um, I guess that would be good if you were trying to be hardcore and it had 20 uses, and it took you three uses to figure out the command word or what have you. Sure. Um, but for most items, if you see a ring that has a you know a fireball on it, Right. It might be a ring of fireball. So. Yeah. Um, does identify still require a spell component? It does, but it doesn't say anything about consuming the pearl. So it's still a hundred gold piece pearl. So evidently, you can just go ahead and keep on reusing identify or that pearl for identifies, which is pretty nice. Plus, because identify is a ritual spell now, uh, you can do it without preparing it. So, like during your watch, you can identify four things and it doesn't cost you anything after you buy the spell component. Actually, the ritual for this says casting time one minute. Oh, it says one minute? Not even one hour anymore? Nope. For Not for identify. Oh, okay. So... Okay, so it's one minute. And um, the attunement for magical items? Uh, the attunement, you have to spend a um, short rest wearing the item and getting attuned to it. Uh, you can only spend a short rest attuning the one item at a time. And you have to have... Uh, you can have a maximum of three items attuned to your person, um, and the item can only be attuned to one person. Basically, uh, as I was kind of thinking about it, if it's like Thor's hammer, you can't just, you know, Thor couldn't send it over to, uh, who was it, Batman? Or, uh, no, Spider-Man. He couldn't, he couldn't give it to Spider-Man and have Spider-Man shoot lightning bolts out of it. It's Thor's hammer. Um, in the same way that, you know, people don't just pick up Spider-Man's webs and use them. Right. That works. Uh, but not all magic items need attunement, right? Correct. Not all magic items need attunement. Uh, in the DMG, and I'm assuming the player's handbook, uh, any treasure items have attunement uh, next to the item property. Cool. All right, good. So, Sam, that's your answer. <laughs> in, in, the long, in the long run here. Mm-hmm. Next short rest, we will have you just sit with... What was at the start of this conversation? Uh, well, I figured out how to use the... The Horse of Air book. Right. Which, I guess, theoretically could have been done yesterday. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, theoretically, we could always take a short rest before our long rest, can't we? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm sure a short rest or a long rest are probably yeah. interchangeable to some degree. Yeah. Um, but you were trying to figure out the magical properties of Bay Breeze's uh, Stone Horse. Yeah, the stone one. Okay, and we were going to have your roll check and everything, but it looks like you just need to sit with it sometime. Right. Just sit there and stare at it. All right, cool. Good answers. Um, everyone's good moving to morning, or no? What do you uh, got? Well, I mean, since we have that figured out, I would like to know what my orb does. Okay, so everyone's going to short rest. Um, short rest, long rest. Here, yeah, short <laughs> rest, long rest. Um, and I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll throw out page numbers for you guys to deal with this stuff. Uh, so it's all, it's all straight from the DMG. The cloak is a cloak of protection, page 159. The globe is a drift globe. Drift globe, sorry. Gotcha. Page 166. And then uh, the gloves are of missile snaring, page 172. And the javelin's a javelin of lightning, page 178. Uh, and while we're on the topic of just, like, you know, eating up time during this episode with uh, experiences in 5e, which I think, you know, is the purpose of the podcast anyway, um, these items are all under what's called uncommon rarity. I can't find a level, you know, graph or cap or anything to know when to hand out these type of items. But it goes common, uncommon, rare, very rare artifact. And those are the different levels. So I figured players at third level could own one uncommon item if found in a place that seems meaningful. Right, and uh, I think that there's also a list of challenges. Uh, I was just looking through the DMG over the weekend. And uh, there's a list of challenge ratings, which are from 0 to 4, 5 to, I believe, 10, and then 10 higher. This is the random list? Um, it's in the DMG, unfortunately the DMG is being used for people uh, to take a look at the items, Yeah. but 
uh, in the DMG list, there's actually a list of here are the tiers of the Dungeoneering that you guys will be doing and yeah. how hard it's going to be. Yeah. And this is a tier of what you should be equivalenting like the wealth to and particular items to it. Yeah, it's it's a randomization chart. That's what I use to do the one shot that we'll post at another time. Right. And I was rolling off that whole entire thing. Yeah, and I was seeing that um, the legendary items tend to be, uh, with weapons anyway, tend to be like plus three yeah. uh, to, you know, attack. So it's not, uh, in Pathfinder, you know, we have items at third and fourth level uh in our pumpkin spice set we have what like plus two to some things and like plus three to others i feel like they're mostly plus ones and plus twos but yeah it might be i don't think you guys have any plus threes okay yeah because that's higher tier but i understand what you're saying yeah Pathfinder I, was more like one to five and five was the highest right and like when i was um like thinking of like uh giving items to other people in the campaign i was running on the side i'm like if i need to give them an item that's plus one i'm not going to give it to them at, at level two or three like, I'm going to give it to level three yeah. and be like, this is a super, not like super rare item, but this is something that like you guys can't find in a store. Right. So, you know, but I think that there are some items um, that you could find in stores. Like, I was looking at the, there's a cloak of manta ray that makes you breathe underwater. And for me, I'm thinking, well, that might be a good, here's your wondrous item for, you know, this area. If you guys choose, you need to go dive an underwater temple. So, you know, rather than you guys having a, you know, AC cloak, uh, like the cloak of protection with, in this case, I might give the party that and have that just be a, a story progressing point, you yeah. know? Yeah, and there's actually a lot of those. Like, I don't, I don't want to have this tangent go on too far, but when I was looking through items to give you guys, there is probably more so utility items than there are, oh, like, yeah. daily use, like, helpful, you know, like, buff character items. Yeah, it seems to be more about letting you do certain, like, letting you do, like, really odd stuff. Yeah. Rather than you being more powerful in battle. Yep. All right, cool. And it's probably pushed towards role playing, which I like coming back to as kind of a thesis for five E that may or may not be true at all. So you guys are now okay with after taking a short rest and long rest are now okay traveling through to tell us. Uh, I'm cool with keeping my uh, gloves. Did you, uh, Notch? Did you want to have this cloak of protection? Yeah, I was gonna trade him the air horse for the cloak of protection. Right, cool. because I like the horse theme. But do I know what the book does? It's magicless. The book. I guess since I activated it, you now just have a horse that floats around. Yeah, and uh, I would like to know what you guys plan on doing with the air horse of repulsion. Um, well, there's no way for me to like keep it in like my jacket pocket, is there? Um, maybe not a jacket pocket, but I'm thinking you can get a sack around it at the very least, because it's within like an inch of it that it starts pushing away. Right. So it'll just like bounce around in the sack as you move the sack. Do I have any empty flasks or something I can put this in? Or like a bottle? Like a ship in a bottle? Uh, it'd have to be a really wide opening, because, you know, your horse is about four inches high. That's true. Well, yeah. maybe I'll find, like, a jar or something in town. That's a good idea. But, Sounds like fun. Yeah, well, I guess I'll put, like, a sack or something over top of it. Yep. All right, cool. So we can make it to tell us, right? <laughs> I know I've asked, like, four times. Yes. I, I just want to get there. All right, so um, everything is all cleaned up from when you guys had last left, and it was Founder's Day. Um, the town does not have lines and lines of vendors. Most of the people that you do see are people working in the trees on your way in. Um, and, you know, their lumberjacks are cutting off branches for uses. Um, and some trees are getting cut down for other uses. And then, um, there are craftsmen who have always standing shops, not like tabletop shops as before, mm -hmm. that you guys will have access to. But, yeah, overall they are, they're a trading town of pelts, uh, meat, and then wood and some jewelry, just because they're close to the mountains. So you guys are welcome to travel the town, or just tell me you want to look for certain things, and we'll get some purchasing going, and then we can head up to the Vagrant Mountains. Yeah, I was going to look to see if there's any more better armor I can afford now that we have something. Uh, I don't know if you guys had any ideas for what you want to use gold for. So Did we find out how much gold we had? Um, I gave a number to Matt. It was 500. Yeah, 500. Yeah, from our things, we got 550. 50 from, what's his face? But that got split to, to 50. That's already been accounted for, that 50? Yeah, it's so already been accounted for, and yes, yeah. the 500's on my person. Okay. Um, so what I'll do is, I'll just pause it here, and we'll take care of some of that housekeeping. Sure. And but then we'll come back just to sum up the episode. Okay, the money's on mine. <laughs> of course. So, while we were gone, we spent 45 gold on studded leather to get Notch's AC up 
from 12 to 13, which was previously 11 before the Cloak of Protection. So good job, Notch. Um, we also talked about the cost of magic items being removed from the DMG, uh, as Babreeze and Matt, you know, Matt playing him, had a few wishlist wondrous items, and I kind of was looking for values to see if they'd be able to be found, even though they were uncommon. But uh, with no values, we're kind of going to keep them to large cities, and that's just our own house rule for now. We have a few items that we want to take care of, though, on mic. Um, one of them is that the characters did not, you know, expend or use any rations while we were traveling. And we knew that Morva had some ability as part of his background, Wanderer, to deal with this. But for fun, we also looked up on any survival to see if survival had rules on how to collect food. And we found nothing, right? Yep, it just says a DM might ask you to uh, make the survival checks to track or hunt. It doesn't say anything about, you know, if you get so much higher, you can feed as many more people or All anything. Right. So, I don't know if there's just, like, less focus on it, but the Wanderer class makes it easy. And what does that do again, Reed? It's just up to five other people. So, it's auto-food every day for yeah. five people. Mm. Which is, you know, as long as one person picks Wanderer background in your party, you don't have to worry about it. So, that's cool. I like that. Um, we are all sitting around here. Um, Orwellis is still with the party. So, I'm just going to direct the question so that everyone's not looking at each other. Morva, what are your plans with Orwellis? Are you giving her away? Are you planning on keeping her? What's your deal? Um, well, there we go. I'm going to go over to Belle. Okay. And bring her Willis with me. Okay. So, um, we will just all head over then. That's fine. Um, on the walk over, I imagine this is another thing that happened off mic. There's talk of buying magic potions. And uh, you guys see the apothecary. So, we'll stop in. Uh, we're just going to put, like, a, a lumberjack behind the thing. And uh, he's cleaner cut than some of the other guys. Uh, he's probably half-elf, given the population here. And uh, he's dressed just like all the other lum lumberjacks, except he's wearing gloves and, you know, seems to be a pretty steady, well-rounded guy. So. Welcome. Good day, sir. What can I do for you? Oh, hi there. Uh, well, I have a few things I was talk I was uh, talking my friends about. You see, we actually just came back from the uh, lost cove. Uh, the lost cove. Hidden cove. The hidden cove. The Ketru Pass. From the Ketru Pass. Oh and, wow! All of you made it back. Uh, every single one of us that went. Very good. That's awesome. Who was your guide? Uh, this dog. I didn't know dogs were guides, but very cool. I'll, I'll have to keep that in mind. Yep. So, uh, go and, ahead. And we were, uh, as we were out there, we kind of realized that we might need a little, uh, couple potions here and there to help us out uh, when we get in tough, uh, rough and tumbles. Okay, well, I have uh, quite a stack. Currently, I have 18 potions sitting in backlog, so. Well, you know, we, we were looking at uh, our funds and everything, of course, and uh, we don't want to take anything for free, but we were hoping to get kind of a... Uh, Bulk deal. I see. Uh, how many were you looking to purchase? And I'm going to turn around, kind of like, you know, look at these guys, be like, oh, you know, <laughs> we already know what it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're kind of looking for maybe 10 or 11 or so. I see. Well, uh, he gets out his, I always call these things wrong, abacus. Yeah, is that the right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. He gets out his abacus, and um, standard price for where he is is that and you guys want 10 of them uh yeah we were looking for about 10 okay that equals all right well i have a price what did you have in mind to pay for it well we were kind of hoping for hmm and as a can i give like an insight or sure okay um <clears throat> so i rolled an eight and plus one so nine Okay. So can I read him to see like if he's kind of like if I think he's gonna highball lowball or if he like seems gold? Why don't you give him the number you were looking for and then you can see how he responds to it. You'll see whether or not he thinks that's too high or too low or whatnot. Well, uh, go ahead. Can I uh, make a perception check to read his abacus? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's cool. All right, so that's a seventeen plus proficiency and wisdom is a twenty-one. Okay. So I'm going to give you that number soon. I'm going to finish the role-playing with Matt here. Because you're, you're, you're tallying it up in your head. Mm -hmm. um, and what, what would you prefer from your insight check? Like, uh, Well, I was going to say, I was going to try a lowball at like 350. Uh -huh. 
So then we have room to work up. So you're just trying to see if, like, you think he's malleable as uh, a person? Well, I want to see that, plus I want to let him, like, you know, that we... I want to see, like, how he feels about that so I can kind of start talking to him about other things All right. Later. So you say 350, and I think you, the only way you're going to get insight is to throw a number out there to see how he responds to it. And uh, he gets a big smile on his face. Um, that's all your insight shows you. And uh, he says, sold. Um, is and that I'm, good for you? I'm going to feel great about myself. Okay. I'm going to take the potions, give him the gold. And, and while, while, while he's putting gold okay. on the table, um, your perception check okay. shows uh, it was 260 on the advocates. <sighs> So. 50. Are you sure about that? I thought it'd be more closer to 250 if I'm thinking of this correctly. Well, I don't believe men should go against the word, and I am the only game in town for these things, unless you guys want to travel back down to, uh, you know, Unity or Tribeck. Uh, obviously, you can no longer get them up in the Veyron Mountains ever since uh, what happened to the Dragonborns. Wait a minute. He looks over <laughs> and he sees Morva and uh, says... Are there still a few of you alive? Nope. But there's still one of you alive. Maybe. I see. I heard some talk in town. There's there's very few talking about it. That, uh, you know, there were some survivors. So you're the only one that you know of? Yes. Uh, I'm going to put my hand over his mouth and roll deception. Over his mouth? Yeah, over okay. his mouth. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I roll a nat 20. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to say... Actually, uh, he's the only one that they let outside the camp. Um, there are a couple of us, or there are a couple of them, and they all need uh, these potions more than the gold. So if you, uh, if you have 18 in a backlog, why don't you give us 14 of them to help out with the other Dragonborn and help uh, write the story of their survival? Gotcha. Um, so with a natural 20, obviously magic, magic can happen, but... Um... In, in this situation, he knows that they make them themselves. Um, and I guess I guess some of them could be dead. Uh, he says, look, 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 you know, I'm not I'm not a big city man. I've lived in, you know, uh, Telus here for, for all of my life. And this, this is what I do. This is what I was brought up to do by my father. So, um, yes, it isn't too expensive for us to make up here. And um, I, I would love to see 350. But um, I understand, and, you know, the Dragonborns were good to us. So why don't we just do 320? Um, I see that, you know, you guys have it, and you're, you're adventurers. Uh, please just help out my shop, and maybe I'll take care of you next time you come down here. Um, and, you know, and, and make things for you if you need them instead of just giving you what I have in stock. But with money like that, I could really invest and build up my shop here. Put uh, and company at the end of your shop name, and this is the company. <laughs> And you got yourself a deal. Uh, you, you you don't own anything, right? You just want it on my shop name? And tell people that we do own it, even though we don't take any profits. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, you know, this this is my family's pride, so maybe we could just stop at 320. I was, I was I, joking, I, Wink. Okay, good. <laughs> so after leaving uh, the Nameless Half-Elf's Apothecary, you make it to Belle's uh, small little shop with all of her jewels. Ah, Morva. Hiya. Welcome back. Yeah. So you guys ended up finding a guide and everything. Yep. We even found the cove. Very cool. Didn't get much. Uh, I have something here for you, and I'm just going to, like, kind of... Is it Jules? Out. Jules from the cove? No. Sorry. Oh. Actually, did the crystals that we had, did they disintegrate, too? Oh, darn it. Um, since they weren't attached to the hole, no. They okay. still exist. Well, um, you know, they were separated from the whole somehow. Okay. But I have a helpful companion dog. Oh. I'm not much of an animal person. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I guess I guess I could take care of it for you, but when, when are you going to be back to take it? Like, are, are we talking a day? A couple hours? I have no idea. We're going back up to the mountains. Oh, back up to the Vayner Mountains. Yes. Cool. So, uh... Watch this for me. I don't, I'm not sure that we're that close that I'd like to indefinitely watch your dog. Maybe if I was an animal person, sure, but I run a business and I make jewelry and I'm worried it's going to swallow something and... I would do that. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, you know, I guess if you're really looking for someone 
Um, what is that large fellow's name from the eating contest that you guys had to drop off? Ferrier. Ferrier. Yeah, I think I think it's Ferrier. Um, you know, Ferrier. I I bet you he he might take care of your dog. He's a nice guy all around. He's not gonna eat it. I I don't believe so. No. If you wanna, if if you're in a hurry, you wanna leave him with me. I'll I'll take him over to Ferrier, and I'm sure he'll care for him. He's got a soft heart, and I know he works with Fingen and his animals. So I already know that he's a you know animal guy. Oh okay. That okay. sounds better. So thanks. Good. No one actually wants to give up any of the crystals from the Crystal Cove. Oh, I did. I just wasn't. I didn't want to give it to her. Okay. I want to sell it. Gotcha. Um. For yeah, I don't want to like. I just want to be like, how much is this worth? Alright, well, you can get it out, give it, get it out and show her. Um, it's a giant brick. Yeah. Six foot by seven foot. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, I, I, it was... Six inches by... Yeah. Twelve inches or something like you that. You doubled it when I told you what it was, and now we've, like, quadrupled it. I actually wrote it down, just because I, when I heard it... I, I think it's six inches by one foot or something. Six by twenty-four inch crystal. Okay, cool. Six by two feet. Alright, so, um, she takes a look at it and goes, <gasps> Oh, I've never seen this before. It's magically made. I, I can, I can tell. Um, do you mind if I chip a piece off to see how it, how it crafts? I'd rather you take the small pieces that I have. Oh, very good. Because I have those little pieces yes. that we picked up from the broken crystal. Okay, um, so she takes the small pieces and she, um, hits it, you know, with a small tool. And it cracks a little bit. And, uh, she says, oh, this is, this is extremely hard to work with. Like, this stuff turns into dust when too much pressure is applied. Uh, I, I guess at, at this small of a thing. But, um... I, I would be interested in, in that large crystal. Maybe we could sculpt something out of it, and it could be, you know, a, uh, a sculptor to not, not use or touch, not wear around. Right. That sounds that sounds fine. Uh, do you have anything that you could give to us other than taking care of this dog? Oh, well, um, of course you'd be welcome to any any jeweler in my shop. We, we, I'd be happy to trade. Or um, I, I do have some friends from the festival that just passed. I could probably give you, and I'll, I'll roll like two D-hundreds and see what I get out of that. That'd be pretty randomized. I will say this is the only crystal you'll ever find of this so far. Yes, and if I could confirm the value to others to yeah. to let them know, it would be different. But um, you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to bank my my savings on this. So I have one hundred and twenty five. I'd be happy to give you for it. Uh, sure. Is there anything else in this shop that you guys see that looks nice? Uh, DM, is there anything in the shop that they... Um, does anyone, like, have any abilities that allow them to no. uh, appraise jewelry or anything like that? No, I don't know anyone. Nothing? I, mean, okay. I, I didn't read that book. I didn't read that book. Yeah, I mean, if someone had that, then I'd say that they could look around and be like, oh, that's 200, I wonder if she wants to part with that. But since all of you don't know anything about the value of golds and um, metals and stones and, and stuff... At the very least, appraise is no longer in skill. So appraise isn't a thing. I guess yeah. it's, like, knowledge... Rock. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's no knowledge to investigate. Archeo. There's just an intelligence check, I'd imagine, because that's what knowledge used to be yeah. based off. So everyone wants to make an intelligence check. Go ahead and throw one on. Sure. We'll uh, we'll get through it. Uh, a 19 plus a 3, so 22. Okay. 13. Yeah. So if no one beats a 22, would you like to give a try for you on there? Okay. Um, then uh, you do spot like um, a uh, necklace with a black pearl in it um it's a small black pearl but uh nonetheless you feel like that may be worth more gold than that uh how about you part ways with that black pearl i always had a uh particular fancy for uh things from the sea yes yes um i just i should probably let you know this this is feminine jewelry um uh, so you were looking with my uh uh what, what do they call it the stuff that like girls paint their eyes uh, mascara mascara <laughs> Oh, no, not at all. Um, yes, yes, I, I, you know, had no luck selling that at the festival, and it wasn't something I made, it was something I gained, so you're welcome to take that. Well, thank you. Okay, cool. So, um, you'll have to spend a short rest figuring out the value of that. I'm going to hand it to one of the spellcasters <laughs> and say you can use this for one of your rituals. Okay. Works for me. Because it doesn't use it up, right? So I figure... Right. Oh, did you guys need a pearl? Yeah, we needed a pearl. <laughs> <Right. laughs> well, a pearl of 100 gold pieces. So yeah, right. it's worth at least okay. 100. Okay, cool. So, yes, you got a pearl for that. That was not planned. All right. Uh, let's look at my to-do list here. I know we got to wrap things up. But um, I think you guys are ready to move on to the Veyron Mountains. Yep. Uh, switch my books out at the li local library. 
Okay, that's fine. Do they have one here? I'd be surprised uh, if they had one. I think he asked about one before, and I said no, but we're just gonna let it go. Yeah, you switch up books. The bookstore. Yeah, it's fine. There should be a book I buy more books. Yeah. yeah, there's a place with books, and not finds it. Undoubtedly. And I'm gonna buy like two daggers or something. Cool. That's fine. Just two more. Yep. All right. Um, Jared, would you like to take us out? You don't have to hit anything. Everything, just whatever. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Pathless Podcast. Um. If you want to check us out, Facebook, Twitter, our website at pathlesspod.com. Uh, Pelor is the way.